Join Chelsea, Kurt, and Trent each and every week as we talk indigenous music and amplify indigenous voices. How is everybody doing? Hey. Yeah. What's this saying? I can't read this. <laughs> Okay, so. Oh, so we we don't have permission to capture Chelsea's song. Uh, oh. Okay, it's too deadly. I'm right yeah. here. You have my permission. <laughs> <laughs> well, can you contact Google Chrome for us? <laughs> I don't, um. And you give them written permission. Well, you know we're not having any luck sharing your song, Chelsea. I'm sorry. It's like the uh, internet gods are against us right now. Well, you'll have to play it live. Yeah, my granddaddy always said that the devil was always on my back. I sound like like the actual, you know, studio version. There you go. There you go. <laughs> we got Bill LeBlanc, aka Relic, joining us this week. He's got some big news, and we can't wait to have him on here with you. But we got a little bit to talk about first. I think you know. I think Kurt wanted to talk about the slap heard around the world last night at the don't Oscars. Pin, don't pin it on me. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about a Bannock slap, you know, like that you used to get, you know, sometimes from your cooking or your, your auntie, somebody, if you're kind of, you know, doing some crazy stuff. But yeah, no, that was, uh, that was definitely wild, you know. From a woman, a woman's perspective, Chelsea, would you want your man to have gotten up on stage in front of the whole world and slapped another man? Absolutely. But I, I was always taught that men don't slap other men. <laughs> I was taught that shit ended in a gunfight. That's like challenging somebody to a duel. That's what Charlie Murphy said. I was taught when a man slaps another man, that's the highest disrespect that there is. I don't know, so, but I I grew up with some really rugged, rugged people. <laughs> not not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Well, yeah, it was definitely, I mean, it was the biggest story that we've seen, I, I, everyone's seen, you know, on Facebook, on the whole thing. There was back and forth on it, whether it was right or wrong. but Whether if it, it was real or not. It definitely got some interest. It actually looked like Chris Rock was a little bit dazed there. <laughs> he was, like, kind of laughing, but he kind of, like, well, looked at... probably pretty surprised that he just yeah. got slapped on the Oscars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in front of, like... Not not only all the people there, but all the people yeah. watching. I but just, I do yeah. want to say that it's not okay to just go up and slap somebody. You know, it's yeah. Will could have dealt with that a little bit better. I think that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah, I got you. I definitely think it was it was it was it made the Oscars more uh, interesting and uh, more. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know. All the hits were there. That's for sure. That's so crazy. But yeah. for me, yeah, yep. That's all yeah. I have to I say. Know, it's like we're we're trying to do the whole violence is not the answer, and of course it isn't. But sometimes there calls for a moment to be like, you know, you've already made jokes about my wife before. I'm had enough. This is enough, and you did it publicly in front of thousands of people live, probably. And I'm not okay with that. And can you really blame the guy for snapping? I mean, alopecia, I have an aunt who has alopecia and that's not, you know, like it was really, it's really heartbreaking to hear what her story was like. And then 
you know, I had no idea that that uh, Jada had uh, alopecia. So think of it, looking at it at a different point of view in that way, uh, I, I feel like he's justified a little bit. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, it's Will Smith. He's... <laughs> He's like a really great guy. And for him to do something like that, I think that's the biggest shock is that it came from Will Smith. If it were like Eminem, you know what I mean? Everyone would have been like, ah, Shanti, you talk shit to Eminem. <laughs> that's <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> well, I'm going to invite Relic in here because I'm sure he has something to say on this before we move on. Yeah, so yeah. what's up, Bill? <laughs> Relic, Dante, Gagio, yes, I have... I, I was talking on my show on The Raven today, shameless plug to 89.3 The Raven and Went Speaker Media, that I think it was could have been staged because I I talked about the Bannock slap and how Nukum's Bannock slap is harder than Will Smith's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't even know what happened. I slept through it, but I woke up this morning and that's all I read all day on on every social media feed. So, I mean, it's hard not to mention it. I mean. Uh, yeah, I just, uh, yeah, it was totally <laughs> weird how it seemed like he was down with the joke. He was laughing uh, and smiling about it. And then uh, it turned into something. So I don't know if there was some, like a fight between mm -hmm. him and his woman or what was going on there, but it was definitely made for like some serious uh, TV, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Lots of hits. <laughs> oh that's the neighbors i'm gonna close the window I think. oh no i think that's um oh is that chelsea rel rel oh okay yeah. no that that was that was my wife on the alexa announcements in the background <laughs> oh. <laughs> but speak, speaking of which i think that like you said when we when will smith laughed at first i think there was a look Probably the wife look yeah. from Jada. oh yeah oh yeah the, you could tell she was in that. <laughs> yeah. no? Yeah, and we've all we've all got that look at one point in our lives, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shout out to my woman. What's up, baby? <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see the meme on Facebook where they had all the people's reactions, and then somebody <laughs> put Ernest Muniaz in there too? Oh no, <laughs> I didn't see that one. <laughs> oh man, there were so many memes that actually had come out, you know, from it. I mean. I can't imagine how, uh, you know, all parties involved felt the next day, uh, yeah. seeing how it blew up and the whole thing. Um, you know, I seen the apologies come out and the whole thing as well. So, uh, yeah, definitely, um, you know, it, it made for some serious conversations around the table. Well, well, I know I know that last year the big talk was that there wasn't enough uh african-american identity at the at the oscars oh, and i think man. they made up for it this year yeah. <laughs> you know and, and you know that's definitely west philadelphia born and raised <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> that's one of the things that people were talking about i guess that were was you know the unfortunate thing is bringing that kind of light to yeah. uh you know not only men, I guess, like, you know, uh, being being uh, from the African-American community and having that stimuli and that whole, you know, yeah, it's just it's it's made for interesting conversation all around. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. I think another perspective that we can look at this and this is just, you know, because I'm kind of the devil's advocate, too, is like if you look at Chris Rock's point of view. 
he was telling jokes and now is it going to be okay for anybody in any comedy club when they're upset at a joke to walk up on stage and slap a comic Mm -hmm. because whether we like it or not comedy is an art form right yeah, yeah, but like, but it, and again, like you know, part of the 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 comics when they go up there is roasting people. But I think that it was just a a line that was crossed, uh, roasting someone about their medical condition, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's part of what I think people agreed with, you know, saying that that definitely was a tasteless joke, um, you know. But it was very interesting too after he slapped, uh, you know, him how it continued. Uh, with with the uh, yelling and the swearing and stuff and and kind of being threatening from the from the table there, you know. So it was it was definitely I think just a you know somebody losing their temper. You know, yeah, he just well. lost it. Yeah, we've all you know like we can all talk that violence is not good and what or whatever. But out of the three of us men, can you honestly say you've never been in a fist fight in your life? Nope. No, you never have. <laughs> no, no, I, I have. I, I mean, I, I mean, I'm I, not proud of it. it I mean, was... I can't say that I haven't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like know? I'm not proud of it, Especially, but of course, like with the I played in bars for 20 years. No. You know, like I played in bars for 20 years. People get in your face. Things happen, and people snap. I've seen it too, so I I understand where he was coming from, but I doesn't necessarily mean I think it was the right thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I come from the uncles that still, yeah. I, I come from the uncles that still punch even today. <laughs> it's just, it wouldn't have been a slap. It would have been, no. a and I'm not saying that that's better. It's just, we come from a different, a different time. Different way, like you know? time changes, yeah. right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like talking here, and I didn't even realize that my mic was off. Oh shit! You were you talking? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! I was like, you got some glare where you're sitting there, so I couldn't even tell that your mouth was moving because there's glare, kind of where where you're sitting there. So okay, okay, good. Let us know what you have to say, Chelsea. (laughs) <laughs> oh the moment passes good oh, okay <laughs> so let's move on from the from that from i'm Wilson, sure yeah i'm sure everyone's heard uh you know you know this all day all day you know so but we have relic on here today and uh we've seen that you have some nominations and some stuff can you tell us what's happening in relic world with music and uh you know tell us a bit about what's going on uh yeah you know i i I took a a little bit of a step back from recording and performing for the last year and i i took an on-air position at uh 89.3 the raven in edmonton but what you're seeing on screen is uh my most recent nomination at the native american music awards otherwise known as the nammies uh we were super fortunate to pick up four nominations this year in new york best pop recording best r&b recording live performance video and americana video uh, so kind of all across the map for me, which is kind of, you know, my music these days. It's kind of a little bit of everything. And uh, there's two days left of voting. So voting closes on the 31st, I believe. So there's probably two and a half days left. So we're trying to get everybody to go to namalive.com and vote for Relic in those categories and all your favorite artists. You know, we've got lots of Canadians up there. Uh, Indian cities in there. Twins are in there. Uh, Melody MacArthur's in there. Julian Taylor, lots of good Canadians in there, and we're trying to bring some hardware back home to Canada. 
Nice, nice. Awesome. awesome. So, uh, um, what uh, you know? Have you been writing and stuff? Uh, you know, on your time off and and that. What what's been going on with writing and maybe recording some new music? Yeah, there's there's. I'm I'm doing a lot of writing. Uh, a lot of just kind of very um, stripped down, basic writing at home in my home studio. Uh, I got a few songs together already, ready to go to the bass studio at Catalyst. And uh, yeah, looking to hopefully put out an album for next year. Uh, again, a little more, it's a little bit of a fusion, like a lot of my music is. It's a little country, it's a little blues, it's a little hip hop. And uh, other than that, you know, we got some shows uh, planned for this summer that we haven't quite announced yet, but I guess we can announce them now. We're playing Sasquatch Gathering this summer. We're playing North Country Fair this summer. We're playing a couple of days at K-Days down in, in, in Edmonton at K-Days this summer. So not a lot of shows, less shows than we're used to, but, uh, you know, we're definitely going to make them count seeing that they, we haven't been playing much over the pandemic. Yeah, that has been a struggle for a lot of us. You know, we that's kind of how this started. We say it every week, but, you know, we needed a creative outlet to get together and share music and stories with our friends because we spend so much time apart, you know, but it's... Uh, it's it's a good way to get together and you know catch up because we all have busy lives. And... Why don't you send yeah. us a song, Bill? Sure. Don't mind the background noise. I got birds and babies and all sorts of stuff right in there. It's supper time, so you know. There is your next song. I got birds and babies and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> birds, babies, and bats. <laughs> this one's called a page. Trenton went to go get uh, a mic cord for Chelsea here. So okay. he'll be, he'll be right back, but uh, you know, that's really cool. That's awesome. And uh, you know, it's awesome to see that you, you know, you, you got some shows booked uh, this summer and uh, you know, and tell us a little bit about your, your day thing. Tell us a little bit, uh, you know, about your, uh, your transition a little bit, um, you know, in this last, you know, since the pandemic started. Sure. Uh, so 
What a year and a half ago, I was approached by uh, Windspeaker Media here in Edmonton. Um, they run CFWE Radio and CJWE in Calgary. And they told me that they were firing up uh, a pop rock and indigenous radio station called 89.3 The Raven. And they were, they had taken a little bit of time to get it off the ground because of the, the pandemic. It kept pushing it back. And then uh, they, they had me in mind for, at first they said the morning show. And, you know, I always thought that I, would, I wanted to get into radio, maybe retire in radio as a musician and, 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 get, and, and do an on-air sort of thing. But they literally messaged me two days before their launch on February 1st. So it was about the, the 29th of January last year. And they said, hey, I want to uh, after host our drive show on uh, weekdays from, from 2 to 6. And, you know, I, I, I couldn't really turn it down. It's not often that somebody gets uh, an on-air uh, position offered to them and just landed in their lap. And they're a super, super bunch down there. Uh, Jeremy, Bert, uh, Candice, Shannon, the whole team that we have down there is just amazing. So uh, I'm on from two to six weekdays, but I'm also doing hosting some of their country shows on the weekends. So uh, it's definitely a different experience for me, you know, mm-hmm. kind of being on the other side of the mic. But one of my main reasons for taking the position was because I really wanted to to help showcase other Indigenous artists. And they've they've really given me that platform to to host interviews and to have live guests and to to play a lot more Indigenous music. So it's kind of nice, you know, being able to to give back after all these years and, and help out other artists at the same time. Nice, nice. Sweet. That's awesome. Yeah, that's uh, that's quite the transition, you know, uh, from going from, you know, doing doing performances and, and live stuff to, to uh, you know, doing the the radio thing. I think it's uh, it's cool, though. I mean, as uh, as artists, we always try to expand in our art and try new things. Um, even myself this year, I'm kind of getting into film and, you know, you know, I've always kind of expanded, try to expand it as an artist. So, you know, it's it's important yeah. for all of us to, and, to try. And I, think, I think a lot of people in the pandemic, you know, like those of us that are creative people, we've we've tried to find different outlets and, and things to do in different ways to be creative. And just like you, I kind of learned how to do some video over the pandemic. Uh, I've really uh, taken my language journey seriously in the last six months and and started learning um the Cree language in a very structured way, as opposed to, you know, like how we grew up just knowing numbers, animals, and swear words. And, uh, (laughs) and it's, it's been exciting. It's been an exciting journey for that too. So like the pandemic has had its a lot of drawbacks, of course, but there's been a few, a few pluses, you know, I had a baby over the pandemic. So, uh, how old are you? (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm 40. I'm not, I'm not saying. I'm not saying <laughs> something. That's all I gotta something. say is how old are you? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm 46. Mm. <laughs> I just turned 46. I just turned 47. Oh, I guess my wife says I'm 45. I don't even know how old I am. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Bill, everybody asks me why I don't speak Cree, and I have to always remind them that I'm not Cree. <laughs> that's a good re- good enough reason <laughs> well it's really good to have you on here today uh you know share another song with us and uh yeah let's do it 
Yeah. I, I thought I'd try something a little different. Uh, you know, from, from a guy from the, in the hip hop world, uh, we lost uh, a legend in the hip hop world uh, just about six months ago. And uh, he was not only in the hip hop world, he was also an actor and a voice actor. And he was also the host of a, of a television program called Yo Gabba Gabba. And he was, I idolized him growing up. He was just an interesting character. He was always doing positive things. And uh, his name was Biz Marquis. So I thought we'd do a little bit of a tribute to him. You got what I need. Yeah. But you say he's just a friend. But you say he's just a friend. So what's your blah blah's word for it at this time? I thought just having a friend. <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> he's just your cousin. <laughs> Rest in peace, Biz Marquis Juice Crew. <laughs> you say he's just your cousin that reminds me of a time when somebody said they were cousin-in-laws <laughs> oh that's a classic man that's definitely classic are you going to be doing that with the full band yeah we broke that one out last year for the first time at the Beaumont Blues and Roots Festival main stage and we'll probably we'll probably play that one you know during our live show you know, we, nice. like you said, some of it's my fusion stuff and some of it will, will break out some classics. And, uh, you know, we, we do It's Tricky by Run DMC, Funky Cole Medina by uh, Tone Loke. Like, just the, the crowd favorites, the old rap classics that everybody loved, right? Yeah, yeah, no, that's pretty hype, man. I definitely, <laughs> uh, you know, I used to get down to those songs, that's man. That's dope. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, su- I'm surprised you weren't doing the running man in the background there. <laughs> You used to kind of dance like Michael Jackson too when you were younger. Yeah, that was that was kind of okay, deadly. You have to see that. Right now. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I forgot the moves. Yeah, he needs his he needs his rhinestone glove, or it doesn't work. I can choreograph for you. <laughs> Crazy. So, okay, here's yeah. a question for you, Bill. What's it like yeah. being a dad at 45? Like to a newborn. You know what? This is a great question because because I was I was I was scared, uh, you know, because I was done. I was I had a surgery to make sure I was done having a baby <laughs> ten years ago, twelve years ago, and I. Well, you got some pretty good slippers. And lo and behold, I had. Yeah, no, 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 no. Listen, listen. I had to have a surgery and pay like a decent amount of money to have it reversed. Oh. And the the odds the the odds of of uh, of after having a vasectomy we'll use the word we'll use the word okay after having <laughs> having that for like ten years the odds are very slim of, of of being successful and having a baby and I was when when we found out we were pregnant I was super scared it was my wife who was always saying you know what it's gonna be all right it's gonna be different and she was right because you know with my other kids I was younger going through the struggle a lot more, you know, financially and, and this and that. And now, you know, now that a person's more stable mentally, you know what you know, you've already raised a whole bunch of kids. You are more set up and structured and finance finances are a little better. So I'm finding it's way different. It's way more fun. I'm, 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 uh, it, it's keeping me young and keeping me on my toes chasing a little guy that just started walking around, you know, <laughs> I can just imagine. <laughs> You can have, you can, anytime you guys want to borrow one, you just let me know, hey? Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
no, not my good. swimmers. I mean a baby. <laughs> oh, I don't want to borrow those for sure. <laughs> I don't know where we got to that, but I don't want that. Okay. Let's put that off the table, Bill. <laughs> I, asked, I asked Trent, I said, like, probably about what, four or five years ago. I said, when are you going to have a baby, Trent? When are you going to have some kids? He's like, I think that ship has, uh... it has sailed. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can always be the rich, the rich uncle instead of the broke dad now, right? Yeah, I'm married to my bass guitar. That's all I can say. <laughs> my kids need a rich uncle. Yeah. <laughs> so do my own nieces and nephews. <laughs> That's awesome. Whew, sorry, I've been laughing lots here today. That's a good one. I know. Yeah, it's it's been a fun one for sure. Yeah. <laughs> So what's, uh, you know, what, what is the plan uh, for what's the album? What's the direction of the, uh, the, the next album? Is there a theme? Cause we have uh, Trent is uh, coming out with an album and it's kind of directed towards homelessness, right? Trent yep. type of thing. So, you know, we have different like themes and then Chelsea's writing one as well. And, you know, we all have different themes. So what is it? What's your, uh, what's your theme on this one? Uh, I think my theme on this one is no more babies. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, babies and don't get bannock slapped, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And don't get bannock slapped like Chris Rock. But uh, so you should write a song about getting a vasectomy for a second time. <laughs> you know what? Don't even say that because my wife is trying to get me to do that, and I and I'm like, how many? How many times do I need to be cut open down there? It's just yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Oh. But uh, as for theme, haven't really thought of that yet. You know, like the the sound on this next album is definitely going to be more uh, a little more of a of the country. Uh, so unique that it's a little See, bit. It's of a big secret. Everything and shout out to. A big shout out to the guys at my band, Smokey, Phil, James Anderson, uh, Q Mike on drums, Daniel St. Pierre on the congos and bongos and percussion, uh, as well as Mooka B on the bass. Uh, without those guys, you know, like, I'd sound like absolute shit. So <laughs> I got to send out a shout out to James Anderson, too, because he played harp on one of my songs on my, my album, and he does a great job every time. So I haven't seen James in a long time because of the pandemic, but I hope he's doing good. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's bouncing back and forth from Regina to Edmonton uh, during the pandemic here. So, and he he went off social media. He he's now no he forever. He just was done with social media, and he likes it that way. So, uh, you gotta. You'll have much, to give uh, me his contact old, info then. Give him the, <laughs> I will. I'll, I'll do that. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, geez, what are we gonna do next, Bill? Well, should we do yeah, one more song? Yeah, let's yeah. do one more song. Yeah. Okay, we'll do one more song. Yeah, oh, oh you didn't hear us. I, I think we're having some internet. Oh, go. Good? Okay, let's try it. Okay. I've been down so long that I don't even know what it feels like to be your anymore it's all gone so wrong you get for what you wish for bad get all of this go i'm looking in tone and with my 
Baby told me she was leaving, they didn't believe her. Till he went and washed the walk out and died in the Didn't even look back, how could she go and do that? As I was holding out for so much more, I've been down so long that I don't even know what it feels like to be up anymore. It's all gone so wrong. And get for what you wish for, I'll back it all of this go. I'm broken and torn when I woke up early that morning. A couple hours passed on. The sun had finally started to shine. I put my dirty boots on, grinning, humming a new song. Hit the pavement with just enough time. Oh, you ever been down? Ever been out? You if you know what I'm talking about. And just leave it at that. It's a fact that our days have been filled with despair and doubt. You gotta look up the sun and the rise. Look at the hate. Fearing the lies, tomorrow's gonna be full of plenty happier days. Look in my eyes, it can't be this way forever. Get this two together, storming through the weather. Man, the days they gotta get better. We'll all be sitting by the fire, poking embers. And remember, all that's lost, it ain't gone. Cause I'm just broken and torn. I've been down so long that I don't even know what it feels like to be up anymore. It's all gone so wrong. And yeah, for what you wish for, how bad can all of this go? I'm broken and told. Hey. He just described the last week of my life. Well, we're glad you showed up today. Yeah, you right? scared the shit cool. out of me. I'm like, who the hell is coming into my house? I saw, I saw feet coming in. I was yeah. like, oh, someone's coming. I in. started to hear an echo too, so I'm like, what's going on? Yeah, and then I looked Surprise. up. I wanted to crawl under the table and then pop up this way, but I saw the guitars. Right. I was more worried yeah. that she was going to get into an accident while she was driving on on the feet. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't that far away. That's awesome. <laughs> well it was great to have you on there uh relic and uh you Thank know you. uh you know i think we should all get together and write a song maybe you know yeah. uh and, and and have some fun that way you know it'd be cool let's let's talk about the nominations one more time before we let you go you're nominated one last, at- one last plug yeah sure uh nominated yeah. at the native american music awards uh in best pop best r&b Best Music Video Americana and Best Music Video Live Performance. Uh, the image is up there. You can vote at namalive.com. You can go to nativeamericanmusicawards.com, but namalive.com also works. It's a little easier to remember. They take you to the same website. There's no sign-up. It's like it's literally a survey monkey form. So you like take two minutes, scroll to the categories. Uh, I believe it's like category 14 and 17 or something like that, but Feel free to feel free to uh, to listen around and, and vote for your favorite artists in all the other categories. And uh, thank you, Kinnanaskompton. Hi, hi. Thank you so much for having me on the show today and uh, and and letting me play a few tunes and having, having some good laughs with you guys. Man, sure. thank you so much for hanging out. Yeah, we appreciate it. You know, it's good to have an Edmonton artist on. We haven't had many yeah. local people on lately because it's been mostly other provinces that have been talking with us but thank you so much man for your time and i'll yeah, see both you. you guys i'll see all three of you guys at the river cree for the oh yes. of the showcase yeah. river cree april 16th are you the mc 
I don't think so. We are promoting it heavily, so we're going to. I'm going to make sure I have you guys on my CFWE show in the next couple of weeks, so we can also uh, we can also promo that and get some people out Let's to that. Do it. Yeah, let's do, do it, it anytime. Yep. Yeah, and we want to send a shout out to Jared that uh, we're we're getting excited to play this uh, show. But Jared, if you're listening, I still haven't got the tickets in the mail, dude. So <laughs> I can't sell any tickets if they don't get here. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Relic. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, bud. Thanks, Marga. Take care, guys. I know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> the guy was the nominee, and I know him. Yeah. <laughs> now we can go vote for. Actually, I already did vote on the the Nammies, so yeah, I did vote. I voted for Relic. I didn't want to tell him that I did because you know. Yeah. <laughs> I want him to guess. No. <laughs> <laughs> so well, what's tell, new? Yeah, tell us how you've been there, at Chelsea. For it's the our last first time for yeah. like it's in a month that we've been the, together. Yeah, in the I same think, room. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, the ADHD crap has been just, just chaos, a roller coaster, honestly. And then finally I decided, you know what? I just, I want to make this public. (laughs) I don't know if it was because medication was starting to, you know, it was late at night, but see, I've, I feel like I should be talking a lot more about ADHD, Mm -hmm. bringing, bringing light to it and trying to help people understand um, what it is that we actually go through because a lot of us are just kind of like really sucking at life because a lot of people they just don't get it you know it's like mm-hmm. you're always late or you seem to always have some excuse or you know what I mean like mm-hmm. I've lost so many friends mm-hmm. um, and family and and just they just kind of like because they don't understand and it's been super super frustrating for me but <sighs> Today, when I woke up, like I just, I was just having a good day. I started off a little bit grumpy, but um, as the day went on and just enjoying the sun, my, my, my brother took me out to go and eat today. I was like, oh, thank you. You know, like it's those little things and Mm -hmm. nobody, um, I don't know if anybody else ever feels like this with ADHD, but today, the good day actually was like euphoric. It was like a, Mm. a just total pure bliss and i felt like i could fall in love today (laughs) i don't know but it was just a really really good day today and anybody out there who is dealing with adhd wait for days like this wait for days like this because they're just oh my like i can't even describe like how amazing or you know these days are like like the best and it almost feels like worth it to go through all the struggles and all you know everything and the reward at the end is just this this bliss that i'm feeling yeah well that's amazing like it i think and it's really important to talk about you know mental health and uh you know especially with with artists you know yeah, with us as musicians and stuff um you know when we put out our art you know uh, we're not always feeling the best, you know, and, and, and sometimes we get healing from that. And so like when you're going through this, like those days, um, what do you find uh, gets you through, through that time? Like what gets you through those, those days and those moments where you're panicking and stuff or, or feeling how you're feeling? Um, well, for the most part, it's just a lot of just trying to embrace it and not, not constantly just go against it, you know, against that current, Mm -hmm. because then it just makes things a lot worse. So sometimes it looks like 
um, like I'm just being lazy and doing nothing. I'm like, I don't want to clean. I'm not going to. Uh, I'm I'm gonna let the kids just kind of do their own little thing here. Of course, I'll feed them as long as you're alive. <laughs> you know, I'll be on like TikTok just to keep my brain mm-hmm. from going into this weird dark place. And and sometimes it, you just get like sucked in. And so what I have done is like find a funny video, you know, or play play a game on my phone, or do something that to, for my kids to keep busy so that I don't feel like so much guilt because those moments it's it just the emotional dysregulation can be so overwhelming that the guilt is like it's it weighs so heavy on you mm. you know so I've just come to this place where I'm like no no I'm not gonna let this like completely you know like drag on to the next day or the next day after and even if it does it's like no the the plan is to like go and visit somewhere you know mm-hmm. um let my kids go visit somewhere I will yesterday I sat in my car yeah. You know, and wanted to take a nap. And I was like, and I just couldn't nap. But <laughs> I said, I was like in my, in my car and my kids are like right there with my, with my mom. And that to me was, I just, that just helped, you know, mm. just to have those moments of, of, of silence and that quiet and that calmness and, you know, TikTok, mm-hmm. <laughs> just to mm-hmm. keep distracted. And then, and then when that moment passes, you're like, okay. You know, I, I can do this. There's the breathing exercises. There's the moving around, you know, just kind of keeping busy and, and mm-hmm. whatnot, just to not let it completely consume you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's kind of how I get through it. You know, like I find myself, uh, you know, when I go through uh, moments of anxiety and stuff, that's what I do as well as move. Mm-hmm. It's just a part of my who I am. and And I feel like if I don't like, move I feel like um I feel more panicky or it could yeah. come on I, I have a personality where I was always like hyper as a, as a child as well you know as an artist dyslexic you know so many different things I had to deal with and uh you know I felt like uh you know what helps is is yeah breathing calming down and doing something that that you really love like music or singing or you know, working out, whatever it is, you know, and Trent, you said you, you also, you know, have, have gone through. Oh man, I've been experiencing anxiety since I was 19 years old and I didn't know what it was then. And I used to deal with it by drinking, right? Like, yeah. and it would be to the point where I couldn't shut my brain off and I would go and walk around Red Deer from like one in the morning till five in the morning just walk the streets just to move and not sit still and not think. Right. Like, mm-hmm. so that's how I dealt with it mm-hmm. just by walking, you know, like, yeah. I could, like, like you said, I couldn't sit still. Yeah. I didn't really understand what it was until like five years ago. Mm-hmm. And now I have other ways of dealing with it. You know, you try to eat right and exercise, but mm-hmm. I also take medication and, yeah. you know, so it's, it's a lot because with anxiety, there's always, not always, but often a backswing of depression too, right? Mm-hmm. So, and like you said, as artists, like when we're creating, we immerse ourselves in things. Like in the last month, all I concentrated on was my album. Yeah. And since it was done, like I did the last few things and over the weekend, like I'm emotionally like completely drained. I've been like experiencing the depression cycle Mm. for the last few days right and it's Mm -hmm. really hard to get motivated like today i was at work and i wanted to leave at noon 
I push through it, you know, you just gotta like, just keep, and for me in depression, it'll come out in different ways. Like I'll start to get sick to my stomach and I'll, that's how I'll be like, Oh, I don't feel good. I got, that's just your mind trying to take you out of a situation that you no longer want to be in. Right. So Mm -hmm. it's like, you just gotta find depression is hard. I'm lucky that I don't suffer heavy depression. It's just, it does hit me sometimes though. Like it, mm-hmm. it's like a pendulum for me, right? I'll be fine. And then if, especially if I experience an anxiety attack, it can come back and I can go into like a depressive state for a week or something, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm usually able to knock myself out of it just by forcing myself to do stuff. And like you said, not wanting to clean or whatever, you saw the dishes when I came in, like that's what it's been like the last few days, right? Like yeah, trying to force myself to do things, but it gets better. Like, and, and you got to believe it gets better. Like there, there's good days and there's bad days. And I do believe that that's, it's what helps me create art too, is these severe, you know, emotional kind of things that go through. It's when sometimes when my best writing comes out. So in a sick kind of way, you embrace it sometimes too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. you, you look for make... those moments and you look to, to extract that pain or whatever. And I yeah. think you can make beautiful art out of some pain, you know, sometimes. And that's why, like, when people are feeling like, you know, the feeling of a breakup or, or feelings of, of, you know, what we're talking about right now, it comes out in something beautiful, whether it's writing a song or drawing a picture or, yeah. you know, creating and making way. a video. Yeah, exactly. Doing a TikTok. And, you know, <laughs> that's what we want to, like, tell our tell the people, everybody watching it, just because we, you know, have music videos and, you know, we might be at award shows or these type of things. It doesn't mean that we don't get, you know, depressed. We don't get those those anxiety feelings. We're we're humans, and you know, we we're we're lucky to create and and get opportunities to perform. But you know, sometimes it uh, it definitely can hit hit anybody. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. Yeah, masking um, is is. I don't know if you've ever experienced that. Where what's up? Um, so I could be like freaking out so bad, anxiety and everything. And usually it kind of looks like this weird smile on my face, like, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. and I'm like trying not to go hyperventilate and everything like that. It happens a lot actually during shows. Mm-hmm. I, I can become super, super overwhelmed by the crowd and going up there and I'm like, can I do this? Like, am I even good anymore? Am I even relevant anymore? And these freaking thoughts, these intrusive yeah. thoughts just keep running really fast, you know? Yeah, it's and then the mind masking, will not stop. <laughs> the masking part is just to, it, it's just on the outside, I look completely calm. On the outside, I look like I'm paying attention, but I'm having a really, really hard time even just remembering your name. I'm like sitting there. I'm like, did I hear your name? What was it again? No, oh, I don't remember. Wait for somebody to say your name. Yeah. And everyone's always like, Chelsea, hi. You know, I'm like, hello, you, hey. You know? <laughs> and it can be so nerve wracking. That's my method. Hey, you. You know what I mean? Like, No, I know what you mean because I suffering anxiety you often don't want to appear weak yeah especially in a professional setting so i've definitely learned how to compose myself when it's coming on leave a room and go do whatever i gotta do to deal with it by myself away from everybody because and that's just my own thing i'm i don't i don't know if people would you know care if i had my anxiety attack in front of them or not but it's it's almost like this shame that you have in yourself. Right. And you got to like take off and 
let your emotions come out and then come back. It's yeah. It's I tough. think like honestly with the masking thing, um, we almost do that a lot of times when 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 we perform because oh, yeah. there's so many things that are going on uh, that the people that are watching you don't see the mm-hmm. things that you're going through, you know, those, those moments of weakness and all those things. And we're putting on that mask to be professional, you know, yeah. to, but also to, you want to share some of that realness with the crowd because they connect with, with who you are through it. And I think that's why you have such a, a, a good following is because you're not, you're not afraid to talk about things that people connect to whether it be weakness or whatever it is. And that's not a weakness. People look at it as a weakness, but it's not. I think it's a strength, you know, to be able to, to uh, talk about those things and, and uh, you know, help people through, through our art, you know, yeah, for, for sure. sure. I just want to be able to be like, hey, I'm in the public eye, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I go through mm-hmm. these things too. Yeah. You know, I, I went through trauma. I've been through some crazy things in life. You know, I lost four people in a, in a span of a year and became pregnant during that time and still had to do shows. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I still had to have that online presence. I still had to talk about what was going on, what I was feeling. And a lot of the times it was like, okay, how much do I put out there? How much is too much? Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, at the end of the day, it's like, it's like, just, just be who you are even if you look unhinged you yeah. know so mm-hmm. many times I've, I've seen that a lot of people are telling hey, me unhinged yeah. song title yeah. unhinged <laughs> yeah. sorry I, when I hear stuff I gotta say it out loud there's, there's probably <laughs> a lot of things I can say yeah. about that <laughs> well we got like 10 minutes left and you haven't sang a song for a while so why don't you sing a song you got this guitar here okay Don't need no copy of old magazine. Don't need a dress like a beauty queen. High heels and sneakers. He don't give a damn. My baby loves me just the way that I am. <laughs> Good job. I haven't heard that song in a long time. Nice. You got to sing another one. You got to do it too. You got to do at least two. Otherwise... <laughs> Your fans will be mad at us. Yeah, they said, geez, what happened? You totally cut her out. Hey, let's tell her what happened. We never <laughs> said what happened. It wasn't the internet. We were actually sitting here playing oh, Chelsea's yeah. song, and everything went out. The lights went out, yeah. the, everything, the, the whole power, power went out. My yeah. neighbor upstairs, there's a way that if my coffee pot is on and he turns his microwave on, it kills the breaker down here in the basement suite, and all the power went out. So it was pitch black, <laughs> and I went up there, and we we got it all go, going back up again. We cued your song up again, and he hit the microwave again, and it went out a second <laughs> time. And I'm just like, "Are you kidding me?" Oh, <laughs> so yeah. it wasn't. And then we came on, and Streamyard wouldn't let us share it because we didn't have Google Chrome permission or something. <laughs> it's just like that. The internet gods are not happy, and my neighbor, I guess, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> So what's the next one, Chelsea? I have no idea.
Well, it is eight o'clock. Does anybody want to end with one or Kurt? You want oh. to sing one to let us out? Or I think we're uh, we're good to go. Good to go, man. That was All a right. good uh, a good. You know, it was nice to talk about uh, you know some of our truths tonight. You know, um, bringing out you know uh, talking about our yeah who we are unhinged <laughs> sometimes. And, That's gonna be Chelsea's new album, Unhinged. Unhinged, yeah. There you go. So everybody, stay unhinged out there. I call co-write. <laughs> You're listening to Do You Hear Me Now? Amplifying Indigenous Voices, where each and every week we bring you stories about Indigenous music and Indigenous artists all across Turtle Island.